failure is not an option. What difference at this point does it make? Nobody said it was going to be fun. This is Real Talk, a fearless, poignant, and intrepid show where truth speaks louder than words. This is Real Talk with your host, Audrey Russo. Not of this world, so we live on the run. We keep our eyes set, eyes on what is to come. It happened before, it will happen again. It's just a question of when. Time's a luxury we don't have. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Audrey Russo, and you're listening to Real Talk. The tyrants in the West have committed crimes against humanity that now far surpass the Third Reich by sheer number. Is there any sign of their retreat despite a massive pushback? Well, we're going to discuss this and more with my next guest, direct from South Africa. It's my great pleasure to give a real talk welcome back to Dr. Peter Hammond. Welcome back, Peter. Thank you, Audrey. Good to be back with Real Talk. Always great to have you with us, and I can't wait to get into this. There's so much information that you have, and listeners need to know it. Now, you've shared about the, the communist push for some time in different areas as a warning. Now, like never before, the communists have joined forces with big tech, big pharma, and so-called democratic leaders globally to take our autonomy over our bodies away in the form of a, a needle in every arm. What kind of madness is this? This is madness. I think what we're seeing is, is a cross between George Orwell's 1984 and Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. Now, while George Orwell foresaw a world where big brothers observing, tracking, monitoring, spying on you everywhere, and uh, language is even limited into newspeak, and the Ministry of Truth deals with lies, and the Ministry of Plenty deals with starvation and rationing, and the Ministry of Peace deals with war, and the Ministry of Love deals with torture, which is, you know, that's what we've got today, with they invert reality in both terms. But in, in Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, which came out in the 1930s, he envisaged a dystopian future where people would be in a technologically advanced society where they would be endlessly stimulated and subdued by drugs. Now, that's mm. very interesting because what we're seeing right now is the new world disorder or the powers that should not be coming out into the limelight. And, you know, all those people who've been calling us conspiracy theorists, I wonder what they've got to say now because... <clears throat> All these conspiracy theories have now been proven to be fact, because just take how last year you were being deplatformed 
for stating something like this coronavirus is man-made or it was made in laboratory or it was made in a laboratory in China. Mm -hmm. And in fact, now we know it was manufactured in a laboratory. It is a man-made virus and it was made in Wuhan, China. And in fact, it looks very much like U.S. taxpayers may have paid for it, thanks to Fauci, yeah. in taking this virus and make it ultra contagious with the spike proteins and uh, all of the gain of function that they've added. And uh, now we know that big tech in the person of people like Zuckerberg actually worked to censor anyone telling the truth who was exposing this in order to protect Bill Gates and the agenda of the New World Order. So, so now that's no longer theory. That's a fact. And thanks to Senator Rand Paul and other brave people who've been doing the digging and bringing out the, the paperwork, and if you want to know where this is going, look to Australia, where Australia is the model for the COVID New World Order. Yeah, exactly. And of course, we know that they lied about the effective, the effectiveness of the jab because it wasn't – what's happening now is what they purposed it to do because it was not – it's not like a flu shot even though they lied and told people that, that even the UK's health security agency released data that shows that most COVID-19 deaths in England – are fully vaccinated. And even Israel now is saying, and they're on, they're going on sh shot number five, uh, that the, they said they admitted that the, that the majority of deaths now are, well, basically fully vaccinated, period. So it's been lie after lie after lie. And why are people believing? Oh, just get another shot and you'll be okay. Fauci even went as far as what we were saying. And a lot of us were deplatformed for it. They're going to get you to take a shot every six months. That's what he just said. Yes, because uh, if you take Israel, we're 95% adult population being vaccinated. And they were trying to say that all these COVID deaths that were spiking and increasing 600% and so on. No, well, um, uh, those are unvaccinated. Well, how is that possible when virtually nobody's unvaccinated there? And uh, it, it turns out, well, uh, if you died off the first shot, you were unvaccinated. If you died off the second vaccination shot, you were still unvaccinated. And they say, because you hadn't got the third booster shot. And then it was, oh, well, if they don't have the fourth booster shot. And all over the world, they're trying this, this uh, game of rearranging reality in trying to report vaccinated deaths as unvaccinated deaths. And that's where this phenomenal new report, the vaccine death report, really blows uh, the whole COVID-19 narrative propaganda of the new world disorder out of the water. David John Sorison and Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, who I know you know of, yes. uh, they've produced this incredible vaccine death report, which I've got in my hand, and it is this is explosive. And what they are showing is that the COVID injections and side effects have been permanently disabling victims and killing people, and that they have been substantially, dramatically underreporting the adverse effects. And in fact, just one of the early things put in this book is Moderna. Uh, a whistleblower from Moderna made a screenshot of an internal company notice labeled confidential for internal distribution only, showing there were 300,000 adverse effects reported to Moderna vaccines in only three months' time. And this is a note from a confidential uh, notice, and they were saying how it's important to suppress this because this could be used to... Um, to increase vaccine hesitancy. No jokes. Um, but in fact, according to Dr. Zelenko and David Sorison, what we are seeing right now, they're documenting that millions have already died from COVID injections, millions. Hundreds of millions 
are suffering serious side effects already. And I say, but this is only the short-term reaction. The real devastation is coming in years' time because uh, graphite oxide, so that's graphene oxide is in the vaccines, and graphene oxide is the perfect conductor for 5G. And graphene oxide is the best substance for brain manipulation. The Chilean president said that 5G, which incidentally, coincidentally, also originates from Wuhan, China. But I'm sure that's a coincidence. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Keep moving. So 5G um, will insert thoughts and feelings into everyone. So the Chilean president says that 5G and these vaccines are going to manipulate people's thoughts and feelings. And Klaus Schwab says that humanity is going to be lifted into one and the same consciousness and that there is an agenda of total mind control behind us. Now, this is mind-boggling to me, but I'm, I'm, I don't want to believe it, but the evidence is pretty uh, uh, overwhelming. So, first of all, they document the worldwide fraud of inflating COVID numbers because the PCR test, which was never designed for this and is ineffective, and 97% of PCR positives are false positives. So these uh, they've greatly inflated the COVID numbers by reporting. That's why they had to come up with this, oh, well, you might be asymptomatic. You know, I've never needed to be tested for malaria or tuberculosis or hepatitis or tick bite fever or black water fever. You know when you've got it. I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. So they don't walk around testing you in Africa if you've got these diseases because the moment you've got it, the symptoms are so obvious uh, that, um, you know, really uh, to test people who, who don't have symptoms is not just a waste of time uh, and money and so on, but it's, it's ludicrously unnecessary. So what's going on right now is uh, to quote them here. They said, what we have got is a worldwide fraud of inflating COVID numbers, relabeling every death as COVID. I mean, even people who've died in motorbike accidents and, and falls from heights of buildings have been uh, listed as COVID deaths, literally, because if they find a PCR test can give a positive, even a false positive, it doesn't matter what the guy died of. We know people who died of heart attacks, strokes, and so on, and it's listed as a COVID death. Oh, so this, this is, you know, firsthand. We know people all over the world reporting this too. The PCR test produces mostly false positives. Then there's media scaremongering and there's government propaganda. The criminal network who's behind all this has been buying the entire health industry. They direct the World Health Organization. They own the mainstream media. They control most governments. They suppress every treatment for COVID. So the world will think this vaccine is the only way out. I'm still quoting from uh, Dr. Zelenko here. Their power lies in the fact that they operate from the shadows. The public has generally no clue about the existence. The solution is we need to expose them, bring it to light. And so we need to stop this criminal network and present the evidence for this crime. And so the vaccine death report is one of these tools to expose what's going on. And uh, Audrey, I've just come across some phenomenal shaking uh, information here. And that is, do you know that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation are the biggest single funders of the World Health Organization? The World wow. Health Organization's wow. biggest fund is not governments. It's not the United States, America, or Red China, even though Red China seems to control them. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation gives vastly more than any governments. Now, isn't that just staggering? Wow. So the World Health Organization is owned by, it seems, the vaccine producers. But it gets more creepy than that. The so-called doctor, who's not a medical doctor, who's in charge of the World Health Organization, is actually a communist 
Communist Party member from Ethiopia, under whom the Red Terror was carried out. He is one of the cabinet ministers when they were moving millions of people, forcibly removing them from their homes, putting them in deserts where they died by the hundreds of thousands, ultimately millions, mm-hmm. of starvation. Uh, he covered up cholera and uh, and other um, uh, epidemics there. He, he's a war criminal, a hard and fast war criminal from the Communist Party of Ethiopia, and he's now in charge of the World Health Organization. Oh uh, his only qualification for this being that he's a communist, I guess. <laughs> but here's, here's the other shocker. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the world's largest family foundation, they call themselves a family foundation, um, <laughs> has dispersed over $11.6 billion. That's billion with a B, not wow. million, billion. $11.6 billion to 471 universities around the world in 66 countries. Between 2010 and 2019, they gave $11.6 billion to the medical faculties of 471 universities, including every single university, it seems, in South Africa, from University of Cape Town, Bethfordistrand, University of the Free State, Stellenbosch University, and, of course, all over North America and Europe and so on. 471 universities. Now, their main interest has been... Uh, to indoctrinate, it seems, the next uh, generation of medical professionals in vaccine propaganda. Wow. Now, can you see a conflict of interest here? Here's Bill and Melinda Gates who say the best investment they ever made was vaccines because, as Bill Gates said, and you can see the videos of this online, where else can you can you get a 1,000% return on your investment? A thousand percent return on your investment. Well, like actually, since this so-called pandemic's been on the go, they've been getting a thousand four hundred percent and more for their vaccine investments. But here they've been putting money into universities, where the next people in 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 the medical faculties are they're not being taught about vaccines. Actually, they're not being taught about the adverse reactions. They're not being taught about the dangers. Not being taught about the history of them. Not being taught about even what is in the vaccines. What they've been given is propaganda for you give these vaccines at this age, you give those vaccines at that age and so on. Now, bear in mind, this is the same uh, vaccine producing uh, companies that have gone out of their way to lobby governments to the tune of billions of dollars of buying up governments around the world to get laws passed indemnifying their vaccine producing companies against liability, criminal and civil, for uh, injuries and deaths that occur from their vaccine. So, uh, first of all, I don't trust people who don't take responsibility for their product. And when this has been put into your body, for goodness sakes, and it's got things in it like graphene oxide, hmm, which manipulates people's thoughts and feelings, uh, this is extremely troubling. So why is the New World Order going so berserk to try and prevent people studying, traveling, working without being able to get this vaccine into the pump, uh, into the bloodstream. They, they want you to roll up your sleeve and get this jab in your arm, get the um, Fauci ouchie, uh, get this clot <laughs> shot, and uh, you, uh, you cannot buy or sell or travel or study or uh, even go to restaurants and, and sports games and so on in many countries if you don't get this mark. Yeah. And you've got to carry around your identification of it. And then people who refuse to get the jab for whatever reason, are somehow now stripped of their rights, literally. I mean, that's what they say in Australia. Your rights will be taken away if you don't get this shot. You don't get this mark. uh, You don't um, fit into the vaccinate category. You will not be allowed to have the same civil rights that everyone else got. 
these are the sort of things that George Orwell and Aldous Huxley warned about in Brave New World in 1984, and it's happening right now. And if you want to know what's further down the agenda, you look at Australia, where they're literally mandating it, and they are beating up protesters who peacefully coming out to say this is unacceptable and unconstitutional. Yeah, and, and, and what in, in the day and age where we could still remember the Holocaust, what in the world is Austria doing to its people? It's punishing, oh. I mean, it's punishing oh. the unvaccinated. Yeah, well, instead of uh, a yellow star, you've now got to have a green pass. You've got to have your COVID pass and you've got to have your um, uh, permission to be able to travel and uh, you've got to uh, book in online. So this idea that the whole of society is being separated into vaccinated, unvaccinated, those who've got some rights and those who've got no rights and so on. Uh, Who on earth thinks it's acceptable? Since when do governments, let alone medical organizations, have the right to take away people's Bill of Rights. I thought that the Bill of Rights is non-negotiable, that no law is valid if it violates any of the Bill of Rights, which includes freedom of conscience, freedom of thought, freedom of opinion, freedom of movement, freedom of association. I mean, all these freedoms, these are, without those, you don't have freedom. And what are we celebrating on the 4th of July if you've got to get a vaccination from a highly suspect source. And it's it's not just the fact that, that the government's got no right to force us to do this, but uh, the fact that there's a lot of good, credible evidence, such as from uh, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko's The Vaccine Death Report, that taking the vaccine is vastly more dangerous than contracting the virus. Yeah, exactly. And they, they, they're trying to, they say, oh, no, it's, it's your choice. Well, it's not because you're saying, get this or we'll destroy your life. And you ask, well, what's in it? Well, we don't know what's in it. Well, that's insanity. This against the Nuremberg Code. You can't just do that. And they're doing it. It's true. And, you know, uh, they just brought out an interesting article, which I read that People who reject the vaccination are less educated than people who do. <laughs> now, I, I thought, you know, this this goes along with these um, studies which are sponsored by, for example, we've got tobacco companies in South Africa who sponsor um, uh, medical studies where the scientists come out and say that tobacco has got nothing to do with lung cancer. And then we've got the South African breweries who uh, sponsor studies that say that alcohol has nothing to do with alcoholism. And uh, then you've got these people who run the casinos that – that gambling addiction has nothing to do with gambling. And so now we know uh, that um, people who listen to big government, who says we are the arbitrators of truth, do what we want, we're big brother, we know what's best for you, um, roll up your arm, get the Fauci ouchie, get the clot shot, and so on. And uh, if you disagree with that, you're less educated. Well, maybe what they mean is less indoctrinated and less propagandized. But just take in my country, We've got Dr. Susan Foslu. Now, she's one of the world's top heart surgeons. She's been doing heart transplants since 1988. Wow. She's spectacularly qualified. And she committed a thought crime. Uh, she said uh, publicly some time back that you're more in danger from the vaccine than you are from the virus. Now, she said this because this is her professional opinion and this is her observation. She noted that especially younger men are at risk for blood clots, strokes, and heart attacks after getting the vaccine out of all proportion, uh, way out of proportion to the hundreds of percent more in danger. And she is in charge of the uh, HIV and infectious diseases 
panel at Crotoscure Hospital, where the first heart transplant in the world was done. Um, she has a, a specialized in children's uh, heart transplants as well in Red Cross Hospital, where my son got a kidney transplant. So Dr. Susan Fosley is super qualified. The moment she came out to these statements, do you know what they said? What? She's stupid. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Wow. Uh, she's not qualified to talk about this. Uh, you know, what does she know? I mean, she's just a heart transplant surgeon. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, she's she's an idiot and a moron. And, uh, and then next thing you've got people, including medical professionals, calling for her license to be revoked, that she not be allowed to practice medicine again for the rest of her life, that she be stripped of even uh, her credentials, her academic qualifications and all this. Now, that's where we are. Yeah. So basically, what do they say? All doctors agree, and then a few thousand doctors say, we don't. Well, you're not real doctors. All scientists agree, and then tens of thousands of scientists say, well, no, we don't. And then they say, well, you're not real scientists. And uh, whatever they come out with, you know, truth does not fear investigation. Have you noticed that people who tell the truth don't mind being questioned? Right. They're happy to justify and give their facts. But people who are lying hate to be questioned. <laughs> and um, haven't you noticed the intolerance of the left the moment you start to question the narrative? Oh, absolutely. They, they'll do anything to block you from finding out things. And, you know, if you like, for instance, the election, if, if you really won this, let's do an audit and find out. No, absolutely not. That's absurd. It's done. It's over. No, because they steal it, right? And, uh, uh, I, listeners, I don't want you to be, you know, uh, discouraged because um, the good and encouraging news is that there's an enormous pushback worldwide, the likes I've never seen yes. against the Vax passport. Do, do you think this has legs? Oh, it really does. Uh, <clears throat> you know, in Cape Town, there's demonstrations, regular demonstrations. We had people arrested this very last Saturday in Cape Town protesting against this uh, uh, attempt to bring about a vaccine passport. And we've got politicians who speak outside both sides of their mouths, just like you do in America. We've got politicians, and, and uh, the premier of our province said he's against mandatory vaccinations, but he supports vaccine passports. I mean, it's, just, it's the same thing. There's typical politicians. So what he's saying is, well, we're not going to force you to get it, but if you don't get it, you won't be allowed to study, travel, be employed, and things like that. So, you know, or buy food or go to restaurants or anything, you know, or go to church and so on. But, you know, we're not forcing you. <clears throat> yeah. uh, and uh, so that, that that's the kind of a dishonesty, a duplicity uh, that you're seeing from these politicians. So we're protesting against mandatory vaccinations. Yes. And next thing you know, the riot police turn up. Now, these are the same riot police you don't see when there's buildings being burned, shops being looted, uh, vehicles being torched. On uh, You know, that that's obviously not important for the riot police turn up. But when you've got some grandmothers and teachers and parents uh, turning out to protest about uh, mandatory vaccinations and vaccine passports. Then the right police turn up armored cars, uh, water cannon, uh, tear gas, rubber bullets, uh, coming with their huge Roman-type shields and uh, coming in with batons, bludgeoning people who, you know, you look at these people, these people are not rioters. These people are just really very normal people, very much law and order types. And they're getting bludgeoned by the right police. And you've seen this in Australia, in Victoria State, in Melbourne. And yet, month by month, after all this oppression, the people are turning out in the streets by the hundreds of thousands in Melbourne, Australia. And make no mistake, when people say that, oh, you know, everyone's getting it. Well, here's the facts. In South Africa, where the way they're, they're telling you 
it's like everybody's got the vax. It's just you few idiots, you imbeciles, you uneducated, half-witted, you know, morons and so on. You're the only ones who are not, uh, not getting the vaccination. Well, now the facts are out. According to the government, 25% of the adult population is South Africa vaccinated. Well, that means 75% aren't. And anyone who wanted to be has had it already. In fact, a lot of people have been talked into it and bullied into it to keep their jobs who didn't want it, including students at university and so on. So uh, when they try to make it out that you're a holdout, well, in our country, 75% of the adult population have refused the shot. Wow. That's pretty significant. You go to Romania, not even 10% of the adult population accepted the vaccination. And the Romanian government was selling tens of millions of vaccines to other countries like Netherlands, who said, oh, please, um, because the Romanian population didn't want any more. And all over the world, you see resistance. In America, there are thousands of airline pilots and airline staff who have refused to get the shot. There are tens of thousands of military personnel who've refused to, people who are willing to lose their jobs. Doctors, teachers, nurses, firemen, policemen, uh, there's so many people refusing uh, the shot and willing to be fired and lose their job rather than get it. And just take Berlin, Germany, 30,000 restaurant workers, including cooks and waitresses, just left the, the industry in one city. It's a big city, but still. Wow. And, and now they're floundering there uh, because they said all people in the restaurant industry have to have the shot. And so 30,000 people left overnight. And uh, wow. all over you seeing this taking place, there's so much resistance on the ground. If they reported on these, you know, such as when Southwestern Airlines said everyone's going to have to get it, and I had to cancel a few thousand flights in next week. And uh, next thing, American Airlines had the same problem. And so right now it's quite clear there is resistance. And so we shouldn't be disheartened. We shouldn't uh, say, oh, you know, it's just me who's left. Well, you remember when Elijah said that, God said, I've got 7,000 more who haven't bowed the knee to ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was thinking the same thing, and it's true. Yeah. Um, I want to just switch over for a second here to a topic that's not being discussed. It's it's rarely discussed by the media anyway. I mean, it's it, Christian persecution. But since um, the news won't cover it and basically never has, is Christian persecution increasing around the globe with what it, what we're undergoing? Enormously, exponentially. Audrey, it is shocking. Just take Zimbabwe, where we do a lot of work. Zimbabwe, which used to be the Paradise Rhodesia, but thanks to Jimmy Carter's State Department and the New World Disorder, it's been in the hands of Marxist mass-murdering thugs and terrorists for the last 41 years. But in Zimbabwe, the police and army are storming into churches, beating people in the face with rifle butts, uh, punching people, dragging people out, bludgeoning them for their health, of course. They're concerned for their health because nobody's allowed to go to church in Zimbabwe unless they are vaccinated. So they come in, if you can't pr prove vaccination, they're beating people up, all, all for the people's well-being and health, obviously. We know that the government cares. I mean, nobody cares about you more than the government, and the government would never lie to you or do anything to harm you because their first concern is your safety and health, which is why they send the army to shoot and beat up people and uh, bayonet people uh, if they're not vaccinated because it would be a terrible thing of them to die of COVID. They make sure they die of other things instead. And there's governments all over the world doing this, and they're able to say, this isn't persecution, this is health. Uh, and so... We are seeing in India, Hindu authorities, in Burma, Buddhist authorities, in China, communist authorities, all over the world, you're seeing governments 
uh, unleashing all kinds of legislation on churches, uh, which they tie them up. So just take South Africa where I live and work. The vast majority of churches in South Africa have not been able to operate or meet since March 2020. Wow. So in the last 20 months, we have had most churches closed down. And here's how they do it. Any a church that meets in a scout hall or in a school, which is a lot, or in a school hall or a school classroom and so on, not allowed to. Any government building like town halls, many churches met in that high out town hall and so on, uh, or a school classroom and so on on, on uh, Sundays, uh, not allowed to do it because they're concerned for COVID, of course. Now, the interesting thing is at the same time that this church is not able to meet. Um, and for example, they were uh, just recently, nobody was allowed, you couldn't have more than 50 people in a church. And I mean, some churches are 10,000 seater churches right. and uh, they could only have 50 people. That was how it was under our, our level uh, three just a while ago. But at the same time, there were churches that couldn't meet for worship that had been taken over by the government for COVID testing or for vaccination. So there's whole churches where that, and then they can have hundreds of people in there for COVID testing or for vaccinations in a place that if they were meeting for worship, they couldn't be more than 50. Oh so at the same time, you could have five, six, eight hundred, a thousand people in some shopping centers and uh, some big shops, but you couldn't have more than 50 people in church. And at the same time that all churches were closed because of concern for health, um, you could have 100% capacity in taxis. In fact, 150% would be more accurate, the way they overcrowd our taxis. 100% capacity on the aircrafts. Uh, you could have um, the casinos were operating, the abortion clinics were operating, the bottle stores were open, that was fine, but the churches were closed. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to work out that the New World Order is showing their bias and their prejudice and anti-Christian hostility through these laws. These laws are so arbitrary, it's never been about our health, it's all about control. Absolutely. And listeners, you heard uh, Dr. Hammond talk about the New World Order before. Well, this is not a conspiracy theory. All you had to do is listen to Australia. And when they would speak about the, the Vax Pass, they would talk about New World Order. So it's uh, in many ways, this is a, a, a preview of, of coming attractions. Peter, where can the listeners follow and support your excellent work and purchase your books? Where can they do that? Thank you. My email is peter at frontline.org.za. Peter at frontline.org.za. That's my email. And our website is www.frontlinemissionsa.org. Frontline Mission SA, short for South Africa. FrontlineMissionSA.org is the website. And of course, we are on Facebook, both myself, Peter Hammond, and Frontline Fellowship. You can find us then. Uh, I should give you a lovely quote from New South Wales Chief Health Officer, Dr. Kerry Chan said, we need to get used to being vaccinated with COVID vaccines for the future. I cannot foresee COVID not being with us forever, and we will need a regular cycle of vaccinations and re-vaccinations. So there you've got it. These people say, I'll just get the shot and it'll be over with. <laughs> it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. We've been warning them, but, you know, uh, you can't, appeasement never works uh, for the cause of freedom. Um, as always, I will have those links in my after show, which is now on the live show page. Just go to AndreRusso.com, click on the honor button, and right under the show description, you'll find all the links and info that Peter just shared. Thanks so much again, Peter, for sharing your brilliant assessments with us. We're looking forward to your return to the show. Until then, may God bless you, your work, and may God save America. Bye for now. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> 